I'm going to start the intro and then we'll jump in. Sound good? Let's do it. Dope. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Let Us Rest podcast, the podcast where we discuss the power of slowing down. Um, I am so excited to be joined by my one of my very best friends in the whole world, Jael Berger. Um, before we jump into our conversation, I just want to put out a reminder, this podcast is completely self-funded, so if you would like to support this project, you can hit up my Venmo or PayPal or Patreon. It's all linked in my Instagram bio. Um, if you're listening on SoundCloud, the link is on that page as well. So with that out of the way, without further ado, I would like to introduce Jael Berger. Would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are? Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Thank you. Um, And I also want to give a a shout out and thanks to everyone who supported this podcast and um, for folks who have followed the past ones and just been part of this journey for my friend and for everyone who's been featured on, but me. Um, my name is Jael, as Lara mentioned, my pronouns are she, her, hers. I'm based on Ohlone land in so-called San Francisco. Um, I, what about me? I'm a climber, um, a backpacker, um, an earring enthusiast, and yeah, shout out to Katie. These are hers, um, or her work. Um, oh, it's always so hard to talk about myself. Um, let's just start with that and you'll get to know me in a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Jael, Jael's amazing. She's also a leader for Brown Girls Climb with me. Oh, yeah. um, she manages all of our national events. Um, yeah, she's a very cool person. And the earring thing is something that actually like started our friendship is bonding yes. over our love for earrings. And I unfortunately am not wearing any today, but you look great in yours. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm so excited to have you on today because not only are we close, like, super close but um you know you are one of the people that have like had these conversations with me to really start this podcast all about like rest and why rest is so important um along with like our conversations the nap ministry also heavily influenced my rest journey um so I like to start every episode off by asking when is the last time that you took a nap yeah and I appreciate that um I was thinking about that based on like the the times that you've asked other folks and I was like oh crap like when was the last time I napped and I started to feel this like almost like pressure that I should nap before this um but I did accidentally nap last week um we were going on a hike and we went to this beautiful river spot and there are all of these rocks like granite rocks um and I had just jumped into the river and then come out and was just laying on my stomach on a warm rock and then next thing I knew it was like 30 or 45 minutes later. <laughs> so it's pretty recently. Um, I used to nap a lot more when I was younger, like in high school and, and stuff. And then that kind of dwindled. I don't really know why. Life gets in the way, you know, I hear yeah. you. <laughs> I have this whole podcast about rest. And when is the last time I took a nap? Like, I think I took one a couple of weeks ago, but before that, it yeah. had been a long time. Um, so yeah, napping is not the only way we can rest, but I do like to just jump into the conversation with that question. Yeah, Um, definitely. So you mentioned that you used to nap more when you were younger in high school. Do you, you want to share a little bit more about like how your relationship with rest started when you were like maybe really, really young? Yeah. Um, so my parents always encouraged me to slow down. I was never a particularly hyper kid. Like I was generally pretty calm I remember my mom saying at one point she was worried about me because I slept so well as a child <laughs> she was like that's not 
how I expected it to be. Um, but they did kind of like encourage different rituals to kind of like welcome that like winding down, slowing down um, process before bed. So, you know, like nice music. I would either like be read to sleep or I would read to sleep um, and really just making me feel safe and like secure and ready to like drift off into that. But like even just outside of sleeping, they always encouraged like taking the time to like slow down and process whatever I'm about to do. So whether it's like a thought or a project or sleep, like to really take that time to like mellow out. Um, yeah. And I think like other ways that I kind of rested as a kid was through creative projects as well. Like sometimes if I had like a lot on my mind, um, I would kind of just like need to do something with my hands to like redirect that energy. So like painting or writing and like, as a, you know, as a five-year-old, I probably didn't write anything super profound, but just like, yeah, doing something, I guess. Like a, like kind of like an active meditation or something. Exactly. Yeah. Some way to like release that energy from in here in my head to out of my body. (laughs) Yeah. I hear that for sure. Um, and I definitely, I see that in like who you are, like as you were talking about, like, um, slowing down before you act and like taking your time to do things. I'm like, yeah, you're one of the most like energetically centered people that I know. (laughs) Like you don't get like these really wild energy swings that I see from myself. (laughs) I'm very prone to that. Um, I feel like your energy is like always very centered and like consistent and you do like really take your time to process things, which I admire about you. (laughs) <laughs> or I'm just really good at hiding it. <laughs> or that too, which I mean, that's something we can dig deeper into if you want to. <laughs> Maybe later. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, so like going back to your parents, um, what did you notice about like them resting? Did you see them resting or like modeling these things that they were trying to instill in you when you were growing up? That's a good question. Um, my mom grinds. She works hard. She like like even seeing her now to this day, like from when I was born until now, I don't really see her um, prioritize making space for herself. And that's something that she and I have talked about a lot. It's something that, you know, when she has time to herself, she loves it. Like that's what she wants. She wants to be home in her own space or like on a beach laying in the sun. Um, so I guess like, like on day-to-day life, like, not really (laughs) but when she is able to rest she she does and she goes all out um and I think you know there's a lot to be said with that like capitalism and like this desire for women especially women of color to like prove themselves more in whatever field they're in um so we could go into that but as you know that's another topic kind of um and with my dad I'm like I think similarly, like we would always, the three of us would always go to beaches pretty much like every weekend. There's this one beach um, in San Francisco that was kind of like our community space. Um, And I feel like that kind of gathering um, in the sun when it is sunny in San Francisco um, would be our form of rest. But it was, yeah, it was never like explicit. It was never like, this is rest, you should do it. 
it was more like making time to listen to our bodies and our needs and in each moment. That's really beautiful. Like resting as a family and like getting outdoors and going to sit in the sun. And then you were talking about like last time you took a nap, you were laying outside in the sun. So I wonder if that's like... The things that carry over. (laughs) Yeah, they carry over. Um, Speaking of like how, how do you see your past relationship with rest or like your past rest practices showing up in your life now? Yeah. Um, I mean, I still have a sleep routine. It's, it kind of changes depending on what's happening in my life and in the world. (laughs) Um, so a lot of it, like the main focus is to focus on winding down. Right. And so that looks differently. Sometimes I need to play music. Sometimes I need to light a candle. Sometimes I take a bath before bed. Um, or just read but I think like the similar to what I said before as a kid like I just need to feel safe before I go to bed I need to feel safe before I close my eyes and like can I don't know I don't I don't have all of my senses you know Um, so I think that and I think also that importance and emphasis on listening to our bodies and finding rest in whatever ways that means for us so something that I've had to practice and learn as someone with a chronic illness is that I have to really listen to what my body needs each day and that will change. So maybe my form of rest is going for a walk. Maybe my form of rest is just laying in bed and watching Netflix, you know, just kind of like being aware of, of what my needs are in each particular moment. Mm -hmm. And your, your, your response just brought up something for me that I'm wondering uh, about like, the different ways that we rest, I feel like there are different levels of acceptability for them. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you you took care of yourself by going outside, like applause for you. Mm-hmm. But then like staying in and like watching a TV show is not necessarily something that right. is applauded. It's seen as like sometimes being lazy. And that's not me right. saying that. That's just like the, totally. the perception around it. So I wonder like, what are your thoughts around that? And like, do you... Do you ever feel like guilt or anything around like the way you choose to rest if it's less acceptable, quote unquote? Totally. Yeah. All the time. I feel like, I think part of it is also tied into this, you know, like capitalistic sense of like, we have to be productive. And so forms of rest have to also be productive is kind of like what the ideology is. So if you're going for a hike and that's your form of rest, then like, it's like active and whatever. So I definitely have have felt that guilt and, like, self-shaming before, too. Um, Honestly, like, in the past few months, being home all the time, I have started to accept it a little bit. (laughs) I'm learning to accept it a little bit um, of, like, certain days I am capable of going on a long hike and certain days my capabilities are just on a different spectrum. And if someone else has a problem with it, like they can manage their own rest and their own life. Like that's just like what, that's my, my growth. That's like the end goal is like you focus on your rest and I'll focus on mine. Um, but yeah, I definitely, I definitely feel the shame. And like, if someone asks me, I've like been in bed all day on a Sunday and someone's like, Oh, like, what did you do this weekend? I probably won't say I spent my whole weekend in bed, <laughs> um, except for like maybe to you or yeah. to my close friends who are like, yeah, go you. Like, I'm so proud of you. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with this like underlying 
need or desire to prove ourselves or I guess I'll speak from my perspective prove myself Mm. so if I'm not actively doing things and reading five books at a time and like you know going out and staying active in all of these ways then I'm like insufficient and like not doing enough so I'm trying to accept you know each each thing as it comes up for me that's a hard process (laughs) Yeah, it really is. It really is. Especially when like the entirety of society is working against you. I definitely, I've felt like shamed before for just wanting to, to watch a TV show or like, just like not do anything, even though it is like beautiful and sunny outside. And I'm like, you go do that. That's not what's going to serve me right now. Um, so it's something that I'm working on and I appreciate you sharing your perspective, um, on that. And I think that's something that we can do better for each other is like be yeah. happy for whatever form of rest we take. Yeah. And I think something that's been helpful for me too is like having people who do hold me accountable to rest, like not just to like meet deadlines and get things done, but like friends who check in and are like, Hey, I hope you've gotten some rest this weekend or Hey, like, were you able to just like sleep in today or something like that? And Maybe it's like counterintuitive to a lot of people, but that's the kind of unlearning that we need to do to sustain ourselves and our energy for the long run. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I know there's been kind of like a conversation in our knit little community um, about community care and how we can care for each other. And I know like you have been such a source of like external care, even though like during this time we're not physically together you go so far to check in on me and I know how how much that means for me and I yeah I wish that everybody had a a friend like that to take care of them from a distance (laughs) and make sure that we're taking care of ourselves too yeah yeah and I think that's definitely like something you can other people can ask of their community too Mm -hmm. you know it's like hey will you just check in with me like three times this week make sure that I'm hydrated and ate enough food and took a nap or something, you know, like whatever, whatever rest looks like and whatever other folks' needs are. I think like, it's not a burden to ask for help. It's not a burden to ask your community to keep you accountable for your wellness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And that that's something that we like kind of negotiated in our friendship is like, Oh, do you want me to check in on you about this? Like, yeah, yeah that would be super helpful. And like just offering that can be such, cause I know I'm not the one to, I'm not a person that's going to be like, Hey, will you remind me to do this? Like, right. will you help me in this way? Unless somebody offers. And then I'm like, yes, please. Thank you. I, I didn't know that I needed that, but I do. Um, or I've been just waiting for somebody to ask yeah. me that. Um, so yeah, I think that that's a way that we can support each other. Like as far as building a collective rest practice is just offering to check in on people, asking people to check in on you and hold you accountable to, like you said, taking care of ourselves um, when we're not like physically in a space where we can take care of each other. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Um, So you were talking about how when you were younger, your parents taught you to like incorporate slowness and mindfulness so what are some ways that you bring slow, slowness into your daily routine or just like different things in your life? How are you incorporating slowing down? Yeah, um, I think one of the biggest ones and most consistent throughout like the past few years in my life has been my skincare routine. <laughs> um, I, I usually do it 
at night, or at least like the longer version at night. Um, and it just feels so good to like touch my face and like massage it, you know, and like have that sensory feeling of like, all right, I'm like slowing down. It's like a, a cue for my body to like start to slow down. Um, it's also helped that I, I have a friend who owns a skincare, uh, studio practice. Um, and she like has really helped kind of like find the right products for me too. And so knowing that everything I'm doing is nourishing myself and nourishing my skin, um, makes me feel taken care of, you know, but another one, that's like the biggest one. That's my slowdown. (laughs) Um, another one, as I said earlier is music. So there are certain songs that I play, like if I'm feeling really agitated or anxious, there's the trigger mantra protection by Janae Aiko, which just like, I'm like sedated afterward. <laughs> it, it's like kind of wild. Um, so if people haven't checked that out, I would definitely recommend that. Um, another way it's less like of a physical thing that I do to incorporate slowness but, or yeah, slowness, but um, I've been setting more boundaries and that's been really helping like saying no or like just taking breaks from my phone and like not responding to text messages so quickly or like Instagram messages as quickly and just like trying to take away that urgency of like giving myself to other people um, also like movement like yoga or, like going for a walk I live near the beach which is really nice so I'll like go to the beach and like listen to the waves, but some sort of movement for sure, um, to kind of like get things going and then pause. (laughs) Um, I'm trying to like, I feel like there's so many little like things in my arsenal that I use hot beverages, like tea. (laughs) I like physically have to slow down. I can't just like gulp it. Let's stop with those. That's, I think that's a good, that's a, (laughs) that's such a great list. And I'm like mentally taking notes, like, where can I start adding these things in? And, um, one thing that stuck out is boundaries. And that's something that I'm trying to work on, especially like in my ever (laughs) present struggle to create some work life balance, um, (laughs) is setting like temporal boundaries. So like time-based boundaries like I don't have to respond to this right away um, just because it popped up on my phone or on my computer and maybe even I like know what I want to say like I don't need to stop what I'm doing to respond to that immediately like I can maintain my boundary of what I was doing and like stay on that track and get back to them when they're like at another time and I, I think that's something that I'm definitely working on. I'm not perfect at it. I don't know if that'll ever be, but I'm trying to remind myself that I can set those boundaries, um, especially now that I'm like a little bit more in control of my work life. I'm not beholden to like a boss, which is great, but it's also then that like little bit of panic of like, oh, if I don't answer right now, like they're going to think I'm flaky. So trying to allow myself to set those boundaries. Um, so... You're talking about setting boundaries, set, um, incorporating slowness. You mentioned the music that you listen to, and you sent me that um, uh, trigger mantra, which, if I can remember, I will put in the show notes of this episode because it is really so relaxing, and I love listening to it um, at night. But it reminded me of that time at Color the Crag when you and I were yeah. like trying to wind down. We were crashed out in my van, and I put on my go to sleep playlist. And Jael was like, 
the beats per minute on this track is too much. You need to turn it off or change the song. <laughs> Which is yeah, another rest setting, ba- like and a rest boundary. Just, <laughs> that he and then we just listened to rain sounds for like the rest of the night. It was just on a loop. It was honestly really relaxing. <laughs> yeah. Something about like the sound of rain on a tin roof, even though it wasn't actually raining, it felt like it was. And we were like in this cozy little van and mm-hmm. warm <laughs> cuddling I think honestly cuddling really helps me sleep too and feel safe just like having a person near me that I trust it's mm-hmm. like okay I'm good yeah you can like let your guard down yeah yeah that is very totally. crucial to rest for sure um so what are some barriers that you notice to rest like when you're feeling worn out when you're feeling like oh I just don't have time to slow down what are the things that you notice that are preventing you from from taking that time yeah um my mind (laughs) I like I guess I'll back up a little bit I care a lot about things that I do about people in my life and because I have this like deep deep care for things it like kind of takes on a lot of my body and like that's another thing with boundaries that I need to work on but it takes it takes a lot out of me and I want to because I want to put everything of myself into that um and then sometimes it's hard to know how to like take that hat off at the end of the night and just like kind of let it go so my mind kind of tends to like spiral or if there's something specific it'll just stay fixated on that thing until I've like exhausted myself um or sometimes my mind will just like run for no reason like I'll have this thought of like oh I forgot to pick up like an avocado at the grocery store oh I needed to do that oh tomorrow I should do this oh remember that thing yeah I probably shouldn't think about that my mind will just like pinball all over the place for no reason and usually it's because there's something going on during the day or like the past few days or upcoming that I haven't allowed myself the space to like let go of or process or like I don't know just like take space from um so that I guess that's like a a definition of anxiety um um but also like kind of what I was saying is just productivity and wanting to prove myself and that's like another cause for these thoughts to not go away um <laughs> yay apples <laughs> really will show up and like ruin us but like <laughs> no you don't get to sleep and like it's yeah. not at least for me when I'm having thoughts like that it's not that like oh well I can't sleep so I'm gonna go work on whatever mm-hmm. keeping me awake so I'm not even getting anything right. done I'm really just laying there like sweating and stressing out right not accomplishing anything, not getting rested so that I can do the task tomorrow. Right. It just takes over. And it's yeah. good. I kind of feel like part of it too is like my body rejecting that. Like, I think part of it is my body is telling me like, you don't like this thing. You don't like this like hyper productivity, capitalistic, like patriarchal white supremacist society that we live in. That's like trying to force you to do all these things. Um, And you can't keep up with it. So like find a way to stop, but it's just presenting itself in a way that's actually detrimental to my well-being. So we need, we need to work on that. (laughs) Um, 
but yeah, I, I think that's definitely a barrier. Um, I think sometimes like if I'm in a new place, again, just like not feeling safe in the new place that I'm sleeping in. Um, yeah, my mind. <laughs> yeah, really will. I mean, keep you up all night. Like I've been dealing with a lot of insomnia the last couple of weeks, which I've never really struggled with. Um, and I, it's just, yeah, it's all in, it's all in my head and I just don't know. Um, because then, yeah, you're, you're like get into the cycle of like, oh, I should be doing this. I should be doing this. Oh, I shouldn't be thinking about this right now. And then it just becomes like this loop of like anxiety that you should be doing or should be thinking and like, I should be sleeping and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I feel like of sometimes. Yeah. And with insomnia, I've had insomnia for a few years now like more than five years I don't know but um then it turns into this cycle of getting stressed about sleeping or about Mm -hmm. not sleeping Mm -hmm. and so I'll go to bed with this like consciousness of like am I gonna sleep tonight or is it gonna be the same as last night kind of thing and that obviously doesn't help um but something that's been helping to break that cycle for me which isn't like I don't it's been working for me because I've had the, the time to do it but I've just been leaning into my insomnia so if I'm awake at three in the morning, I'll just like get up, maybe do like a forward fold and get some blood in my head and like move it around a little bit. Maybe I'll read, just like do things that are kind of reinstating that winding down ritual for myself. Um, but you know, right now I'm not going into work at 8 a.m. like I was having to do before COVID, before shelter in place. So I'm able to do that, be awake from like 3 or 4 a.m. until who knows when, rest in whatever ways that I need to, and then kind of feel okay. Mm-hmm. So that's been helping, but it doesn't, it's not like, it's not uh, very like complimentary or doable when you have that like nine to five grind or yeah. when I have that again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the grind. Oh, man. That grind. <sighs> both miss it and don't miss it. <laughs> um, so these are the barriers that you mentioned. What are you, what do you notice when you do feel well rested? Um, like when you are able to incorporate slowness and the movement practices that you like, and like you're getting enough sleep, what do you notice about yourself during that time? I feel more present. I feel like a lot of the time when I don't sleep enough or don't rest enough or give myself the space to do so, I am like there, but like foggy, like Mm -hmm. I'm not actually present and there and can't take in as much, um, or process as much as I could if I am rested. So that's, that's one thing is really being able to be present and show up in the ways that I want to for people or for, for things I'm passionate about for projects. Um, I also like actually feel more productive when I am when I have slept and have rested and slowed down um, and not productive, like, Oh, I got all these emails done in one hour instead of three hours, but productive in the sense that like, I'm able to do my work, have some time for creativity, move my body. And like all of these things kind of come together in this really symbiotic, like beautiful way. Um, And I just, yeah, I feel like more ease. I feel sure of myself, basically like all of the, the good things about myself <laughs> that I love. Everything's better when I'm sleeping. 
Uh, I feel that. I feel that. I got like a full night's sleep for the first time in weeks last night. And I just woke up like giant smile on my face. Like Dominique actually, who was on last last week. week? Yeah. She was on last week. She texted me today and she was like, Hey, did you get any sleep this? Like, were you able to rest last night? And I was like, I actually did. I went to bed before 1am for the first time in two weeks. And it felt so good. And it just like, has completely changed my entire mood. So, yeah. yeah. And, like, I think exactly what you said. Like, you wake up with a smile, right? And that mm-hmm. kind of determines the rest of your day. And I think, like, that's really important. Like, when you wake up and you feel like, I don't know, I hear the word, like, refreshed a lot. Like, you wake up and feel refreshed. It's like, yeah, you're smiling. I, I personally feel like I'm ready to get out of bed if I've rested, Versus just wanting to, like, put the comfort back over my eyes and stay there forever. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely one to, like, hit the snooze button for a good hour, two hours. I'll just keep snoozing it. And it's like, you're not getting any more rest because you're just laying there waiting for the alarm to go back off again. Yeah. But, yeah, feeling ready to get out of bed, like, oh, that was such a nice feeling. It's like, oh, I'm not sad that it's time to get up. Like, I'm ready for the day. Awesome. Um, if anybody does have questions for Jael or for me, you can put those in the question button. We will get to those in just a second. Um, one thing that I've asked all the other guests that we haven't covered yet is anything in your life that you're trying to put to rest and like mm. let go of. Like in my personal life or like in the world? Um, <laughs> both. <laughs> Um, either (laughs) okay in the world I think kind of like a a very common one is like a heteronormative white supremacist patriarchal capitalistic like society (laughs) so that would be a, a good let's put that to rest um and I think personally is just kind of as I've I've mentioned a little bit that anxiety that desire to prove myself that is kind of derived from an imposter syndrome from feeling like I'm not good enough or not enough in whatever capacity. So putting that to rest because like, as I'm reminded by you and many people in my life, like obviously there's a lot to do. There's a lot of work that needs to get done. There's a lot that we can all do to be better and do better. Um, but also being aware that there is so much that I do on the daily and like really appreciating that. Um, and I, I am enough. So just like really reiterating that, I think. You are. You are enough. You do enough. There is so much to be done. And the beauty of this world is that there are so many people to help share the burden. So yeah, you are enough. Everybody that's listening or reading the transcript, you are enough. You're doing enough. As long as you're showing up <laughs> in yep. whatever way it looks like for you, as long as you're showing up. Whatever yeah. way you can, you're doing enough. If you're not showing up, you need to be doing more. Yeah, you're doing enough. <laughs> um, so along with uh, checking in on each other, asking people to check in on ourselves, like what are some ways that you think that we can incorporate community into this like rest revolution? Dang, that's a good question. Um... You know, 
I think like it's kind of hard right now because we can't physically be together right and so I was feeling a lot of that like zoom fatigue initially when shelter in place started of like this need to connect with community um which is very real and I still feel that um but so I was doing so via zoom and I realized that all of these zoom calls weren't for me at least like they weren't fulfilling this like care that that feels like it uplifts me with my community um and so I think a little bit more of what community care looks like for me aside from just accountability and checking in with each other um maybe this just has to do with like my love language I don't know but there, I've seen a lot of ways that we have shown up for each other without necessarily like asking for it. So like, for example, with Abby's climbing gym with Coral Cliffs, like the fact that so many people have come together to raise funds so that this gym would not like go out of business during a shelter in place has been really beautiful. And I think that is kind of the definition of community care, community control. And I think can be like what our systems turn into, like what accountability turns into beyond like law enforcement and everything. Like, I think that is how we show up and take care of each other is like rallying together for causes and like making sure that folks have the help that they need. And like the way we can do that is through resource sharing and through redistribution. Um, I don't really know if that answers your question. It's just, yeah. I've been reading um, Patrice Culler's, um memoir, When They Call You a Terrorist, and it's, it talks a lot about that. It talks about community control and community action um, and, like, how you can refrain from involving police in situations um, to actually better and benefit your own community. Um, so I've just I've been thinking about that and I'm glad you brought this question up because it's still something I'm thinking about and like not I don't have an answer yet, but that's my current little bite tidbit. <laughs> no, bite. I, th- I think that perfectly answered the question because um, like I said, I think at the beginning, like there are a lot of people in our little circle who are talking about community care or at least on my right. Instagram feed. I'll say that. Um, so like my friend, Tenny Odunsi, she made a really beautiful, um, community care, like graphic that she shared a resource. And I noticed, um, Sun Moon Asana, they shared about community care as well today. And I think that it's, becoming like a more common thread that's being talked about is like, how can we show up for each other? And I think back to what I was saying about there is so much work to do, but there are so many people to do it. Like remembering that if you don't do it, somebody else will have to, um, which is like the, it's like two sides of the same coin. Like you don't have to do everything, but if it doesn't get done by someone, it's not going to get done or, or that one person is going to be doing it all themselves. So any way that we can like pitch in, show up, like take the burden off of each other when we have the capacity, when we have like the spoons, I don't know if there's any spoonies listening. Um, when we have the capacity to do so is a, a, a form of community care that will then allow someone else to rest. Mm-hmm. Does that make yeah. sense? Is that- yeah. It's like, it's also like taking turns, I think Yeah, in a way, in like a more complex way. But yeah, if, if you're doing everything, you're going to be tired in like a day, yeah, <laughs> a week. I don't know. 
whatever your your bandwidth at that moment is. So yeah, it is it's taking turns. It's making sure that we're showing up for each other because by showing up for each other, like yeah, as you said, it, it gives that space to to rest and to slow down so that we can like build up that energy again to come back into it. Mm-hmm. Cause if we're all burnt out, like nothing's going to get done. <laughs> we're not going to make any progress or change. I know. I know. It's so, it's so wild to see like these people who are leading the movement, like the black lives matter movement and, and other, other movements in the past, um, like how much they, they can put on their plate, but then like, you'll have somebody just like crash and burn and they just can't do anything anymore. Yeah. And it's like, if there had been people to jump in and help out, then maybe that wouldn't have happened. And we would be so much further ahead. Like there's so much support now. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's important to know that like, had this support been there years and years ago when this black lives matter movement started, like we could have been so far ahead which is why it's so important that everybody yeah. keeps their energy up and stays engaged in the movement. Um, because if not, then it's just going to fall back yeah. on the same people who have always been doing it. Yeah. It's not sustainable that way. Black women and femmes. That's the people that I'm talking about. <laughs> she right. Just in case there's any, anybody on here who wasn't clear on that. In case there's any confusion. <laughs> just wanted to name that. Beautiful. No, that's good. Um, well, I mean, we're kind of, unless you have anything else that you want to share, we're kind of wrapping up the conversation. Are there any questions? Yeah, I mean, I can keep asking you questions. I just didn't brief you on all of them. Um, so I don't want to, like, overtax That's you. Okay. But, okay, great. So what is rest is resistance? What does that look like for you? How do you use so rest? I, How do you use rest as resistance? Oh, damn. I feel like we just kind of, oh, was I allowed to cuss on this? Oh, yeah. You can bleep that out, right? <laughs> I, I don't know how because I don't um, know how to do a podcast. I'm just making this up. Um, but I give you permission to swear <laughs> if you want to. Um, I think it's just what we were talking about. Like, we need rest to sustain the work that we're doing, one. And two, we're resisting this, like, capitalistic patriarchal value of productivity and working ourselves into the ground and by resisting that we're basically just saying like like f you Mm -hmm. you know like we're not going to participate in what you think is like our place or like what makes society up because it's not and also places value on things that personally like I don't feel like I one like fit into but also that I don't value like I value like heart-driven leadership and action and I mean like yes I'm a cancer I have a lot of feelings they're everywhere all the time but I think leading with our heart is very powerful and very brave and it's not what our society teaches us to do um so rest is resistance (laughs) it's kind of just saying like eh to that and like doing what works for us to rejuvenate our souls our beings are like physical and like non-physical I can't think of that word right now Meta- metamorphic no metaphysical metaphysical I don't know our beings you know like to be able to to cultivate that energy long term is to not be what is expected of us mm-hmm. yeah what do you think of rest as resistance uh, I mean I 
something that I notice about myself is like, and I even probably said it on this episode is talking about how like, oh, we got to rest up so that we can do the work. But I want to really be more intentional intentional about separating this need to do the work from why I should rest. Like I and everyone else deserves rest just from being like a human person. Like Mm -hmm. you just deserve to rest. You don't you shouldn't have to grind your body into the ground for any reason. Um, So that's something that I'm trying to resist myself is like, yes, I want to give everything that I can to, to the movement and to my community, to the things that I believe in. But I also need to work more on reminding myself that I can just rest for no other reason other than I'm tired or I want to. Um, and I don't really know if that answers the question (laughs) that I asked. No, I mean, it's (laughs) like, I'm smiling because I'm happy right now. It's like kind of the same thing. I'm resting because I'm tired, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I also think something like with doing the work, but a way that I have found rest to be a form of resistance is like generation, like generational trauma is a, is a, it's a thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's a thing that we each are like actively working on healing and doing for our communities, for ourselves, for our lineage. Um, and I think rest just like as me, like me resting in my essence, um, is a way of resisting the oppression that my ancestors have had. Mm. And so that feels really important for me, for myself and for my future lineage. If I have a future lineage, I don't know, but just like thinking about that too. And, and also I, yeah, I, I appreciate what you said of like, there shouldn't be like a reason why we rest other than just listening to ourselves and what we want and need, you know, like it's like kind of that idea of like, Oh, well you deserve it. Mm. It's like, of course I deserve it. I exist in this world. <laughs> yeah. The, the idea that you need to like earn your rest. Yeah. Um, yeah, what you're saying about, like, generational trauma, especially, like, for black people who are descendants of, like, ancestors who were enslaved, rest is so crucial because we do carry, not only within ourselves, but society also has this, like, expectation that we should be working hard to, like, pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. And it's like, you can't work hard enough to overcome a system that's built against you. Like, you can't grind hard enough to overcome a system, not as an individual. And so I think that bringing that back and like allowing ourselves to rest as a form of honoring our ancestors who weren't given the opportunity to, I think something that's also been really vital to my personal like journey with rest and like allowing myself to rest is just reminding myself that, you know, my ancestors weren't given the freedom to do that. Um, They were treated as machines and it is a betrayal and dishonoring them to act like I am one myself. So that's something that definitely um, resonates with me about what you shared. Yeah, thank you for sharing that too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was also gonna ask you, so you were like, you were talking about your parents. Have have you noticed their, um, their rest practices? Like, have you noticed how they incorporate rest maybe like traditionally because your mom is Moroccan my mom's Egyptian my dad's Moroccan your mom's Egyptian and your dad's Moroccan so I wonder if there's any like cultural um Hmm. like forms of rest that you were taught from them or that you learned 
um, from anybody else in your family, like that ties back to your roots? Yeah, I think like conversations I've had with you before is like right now and like in the past few years of my life, I've been working on reconnecting with my like culture and ancestors, ancestral heritage. And um, I think one of the ones that feels most prominent to me is like having tea with people, like inviting people to have tea. Um, and like, as I mentioned, like a hot beverage tea is like a, a way that I slow myself down. Um, and then thinking about like what we've talked about with community care, um, and ways to kind of like embody that, I guess, is like having that space of like having tea with someone or offering tea to someone if they come into our home, which no one's really coming into our home right now, but having tea time, um, Cause yeah, like, especially in, um, like my, my Moroccan side of my family, uh, culturally we would make, you know, really good mint tea. That's like what our thing was in these like beautiful, I don't know if they're stainless steel, but that's what it looks like. Like these beautiful kind of like teapots and it'd be green tea and we would either do, or sorry, not green tea, mint tea with either green tea or black tea in it, or just not caffeinated. Um, and my my dad would always make it really sweet. So he would add a lot of brown sugar or just any sugar um, or honey. And I just remember like that kind of always having that offering um, was kind of our, our form of, of rest. Um, but I, I, yeah, I think like something that I'm trying to look into, I was actually talking to Katie about this is um, I'm trying to learn how to weave and there are um, traditional forms of weaving in both my Egyptian and Moroccan side that I'm looking into learning or figuring out how to learn or talking to my family and see if they know anything about that um, or have any leads. But reconnecting with our culture is really hard. Um, I think especially like with uh, my family is like they came to this country and immediately felt the need to forget their culture and like assimilate, which I know is a lot of a case for a lot of people um, who immigrate here um, or who are, are forced to come here. Um, and so, yeah, I think kind of a long way to answer your question. <laughs> I think just the practice of trying to reconnect with both sides of my ancestry has been um, kind of, yeah, part of that process. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking about, like, um, when do you have time? And I don't mean you necessarily, but, like, when does someone have time to practice their culture? Like, if you come here and it's forced upon you, like, the American way of life is forced upon you, and, like, you can't really practice your culture in your day-to-day life. Maybe it's going to work or, like, trying to socialize with people. Like, you have to have that downtime to be able to practice your culture. So I feel like that's kind of tied up in everything that we're talking about is, like, it gives you that space to just, like, be who you are and, like... Yeah. I think, actually, the more you're... Like, when you said that, something for both my sides of the family is speaking the language that they grew up with. So on my mom's side, it's Arabic. On my dad's side, it's French. And so I don't know either language. Um, Hold the conversation. Um... But through conversations, like if I'm with friends and my family or just 
in my family, if we're having a reunion or whatever, randomly they'll just start speaking in French or they'll just start speaking in Arabic and then like mix in English occasionally for all of the cousins who (laughs) aren't keeping up (laughs) um, or aren't following along. Um, So I think that is in some way, I think probably like more of a resistance, a rest is resistance um, form of self-care and community care and everything that we're talking about. Yeah, I know. You you said that. And I actually, I've been thinking about, um, like code switching a lot and like switching between like your native language and whatever language, like English here. Um, and I'm just like, it's so taxing to have to constantly police yourself, like monitor the way that you're speaking, the way that you're behaving, um, to constantly be like listening and speaking in a language that is not native to you is so exhausting. So having that freedom and that space to like just speak your language and not have to like second guess, oh, did I say that right? Did I use the right grammar or whatever? Um, That's a way to rest. Like just Mm -hmm. taking off that expectation that you're going to conform to white English speaking westernized society is like a way to just rest. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Beautiful. Um, Anybody in the comments have questions for us? We've covered a lot. Like, I feel like we have covered a lot. I'm like, did we talk about like everything? Did we, did we talk about rest? <laughs> did yeah. we talk about yeah. rest? Talk about <laughs> culture. Culture is rest. Reconnecting with your culture is rest. It's all part of the yeah. same. It's all part of the same, you know, ecosystem of like relaxing and just being without the expectation of like performing. That's what it all is. Is like, can you perform productivity? Can you perform? Um, like whiteness, like how close can you get to these things that are expected of you by white heteropatriarchal capitalism? That's what we're all trying to like fight back against. So any way that you do that, I think counts. Definitely. (laughs) Beautiful. Any thoughts that you want to leave the people with? Any? Um, I, I would encourage people to set boundaries. That's been like, incredible in my life (laughs) still learning I'm still not (laughs) there yet there are some people who I know dear friends of mine who are so good at it and I'm just like I admire them because I'm like oh you're saying no to a zoom call yeah totally that makes sense I get it (laughs) um so I guess yeah setting boundaries really listening to yourself and like I I guess, like, it does take a certain level of, like, developing introspection to get to that place where you're knowing what your body is telling you, Mm -hmm. but really cultivating that and really trying to, like, work on finding that Um, because it's it's how it'll sustain us and just, like, how we can keep keep being, not just doing, but being. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we did get... A question. This is a good question. I think you'll like it. Um, Avalon de Twist. Avalon de Twist? I'm sorry. I'm probably not pronouncing that right. It's Avalon. Avalon? Okay, great. Yeah, Avalon. On, silly. on Instagram wants to know, <laughs> what makes y'all laugh? Situations where you can laugh. Does that make sense as a question? Wanting to ask about, oh, wanting to ask about what makes y'all feel that deep belly laughter? Yes, that makes sense as a question. Joe, what makes so you much feel as a question. belly laughter? Um, well, Avalon, you make me laugh. 
Um, I guess like a quick tidbit for everyone to know. Um, I'm also an outdoor educator and one of the first trips I led was with Avalon and we actually realized on this trip, like right when we we're about to leave that, um, we had actually known each other at like in childhood, like our parents were friends and we had hung out as kids. Um, so that's like a background unrelated to this question, but related to my heart. Um, what makes me laugh? Situations where I laugh. What makes you belly laugh? I mean, that's hard. That's like weirdly hard to answer. Like, just like I don't know when. When do I feel free enough to like just laugh with my belly and with my heart? It's just like being around people that I care about, and yeah. it doesn't have to be like a particular thing that's always going to like tickle my funny bone. Although like roasting JK Rowling on Instagram really makes me laugh. Um, (laughs) But yeah, just like being with you, like on this podcast, we're not together like physically, but we're hanging out, you know? And like, I feel like we've been laughing even though we're talking about like some heavy stuff. Like it's just good to, to process things like that with somebody who understands. Totally. Yeah. I actually, I feel more capable of, like reaching my full belly laughter if I already feel like safe and comfortable with a person. Mm-hmm. I won't like let myself go there if I don't know them. This kind of sounds like something else, but <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but like I, I need to feel like we already love each other for me to let you experience this full belly laughter, you know? Yeah. Um, but I completely agree. I think like being around people that, I love and like having hard conversations and having playful conversations and just being able to kind of live through all of those. Um, also Alex's memes, (laughs) his memes get me (laughs) rolling on the ground. Like, yeah. Shout out to Alex underscore PI three on Instagram. If you're listening on SoundCloud, Alex posts some fire memes. He's real proud of them. <laughs> so good at them. Yeah, Instagram memes really get me. And those are usually, like, things I'm looking at by myself. And so that's when, like, you know, my guard is down and I feel like I can have that freedom to laugh and, yeah. like, just be silly. Um, beautiful. That's a great question. Thanks, Avalon. Um, we are kind of coming up on our time. So I want to thank you, Jael, again, for being on the podcast, for being who you are, for always checking in on me and just being a wonderful friend that I'm so blessed to have. Belated wow. happy birthday um, to you last week. was Has it already been a week? As of tomorrow, yeah. Wow. Well, belated happy birthday, even though I already told you again, but I'm, I already told you, but I'm telling you again, happy birthday. Thank you. Um, make sure everybody to tune in next week, same time. I'm in charge. I should know. It's just the same time. Um, To listen to episode five, my guest is going to be Janelle Elias. You can find her on Instagram at Janelle Takes Photos and Janelle Adventures. She is my favorite photographer to work with. I love working with her so much. She's a wonderful human and friend of mine as well. So go check her out. We'll be back on, uh, yeah, next Thursday. And... Oh, um, if you'd like to support the podcast, if you'd like to support this project, Venmo, PayPal, Patreon, they're all linked in my Instagram bio, or if you're on SoundCloud, they are linked there as well. I so appreciate everybody who has already supported. Um, oh, I had shout outs. 
I did write write down some people to shout out. Where's my list? Wow, she's a <laughs> professional, folks. What is professionalism? <laughs> it's a tool. I know, oh, right? It really is. It really is. Mm, all right, I'm going to have to shout you out next week. Much love. I can't find my list right now, but I have your name written down somewhere. Um, so, yeah, next week, shout-outs for anybody who donates. Um, thank you all so much for being here. Thanks for being part of the conversation. I really appreciate everybody participating in the comments. Jael, thank you so much for your time. Thank it was you, so Laura. wonderful connecting you. with you. <laughs> I love you, too. Um, and I love you all. I hope you all have a great week, and I'll see you next Thursday. Get lots of rest, y'all. Yes, get some rest. <laughs> Bye.